The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Imagine leaving city life behind for an existence in the middle of nowhere. Your destination, America's Swamplands. The stakes would be high, technology would be limited, and the only guarantee of survival would be your own will to adapt. So today on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel, we're going swamp stalking for gators, snakes, frogs, and more. And now, here's Jim and Trav. Oh, yeah, there's all kind of stuff in the swamp. You hear noises at night out here that you don't know what they are, and sometimes you don't want to know what they are. Troy's my favorite character on that show. Swamp people? I love swamp people. Miss Bunny, we watch it all the time, don't we? I love subtitles because sometimes I can hardly understand. I don't understand a word they're saying. <laughs> all right, so Swamp talking on today's show. We're going for alligators, frogs, snakes, they even how to prepare some of these wild creatures. Yeah, and I've eaten all of them. So what, there's the bayou, there's uh-huh. swamps, there's lakes, there's canals, and a lot of mosquitoes. It's all humid. That's, That's what it. I think. All right, so on today's show, we're going to be joined by Nick Munt of uh, Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. Got to check out all new episodes of it. July 5th, uh, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Real Tree Road Trips. Uh, that's going to begin uh, Thursday, July 2nd, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus world record gator holder Mandy Stokes. Hi, this is Mandy Stokes, and I kill the world record alligator right here in Wilcox County, Alabama, and you're going to hear all about it right here on The Revolution with Jim and Trout. She should go into drops. Yes, that was amazing. <laughs> uh, and Sean Townsend of Townsend and Sons Everglades Outfitters. Great show. Good lineup. Mrs. Bunny, what are you going to talk about? Let's do some swamp trivia. Is this like a contest? It is. What do we win? Uh, the Dr. Pepper I'm drinking. You oh. can have the rest. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Bunny Swamp Trivia. It's brought to you by Nissan. Mrs. Bunny Swamp Trivia is brought to you by Nissan. P.S. Take plenty of notes because Mrs. Bunny doesn't grade on a curve and she severely beats those that don't pass. Good luck. All right, take it away, Mrs. Bunny. Okay, question. Mm-hmm. What is, the- is it? Do I answer first or does Jimbo? You got to uh, clarify it, or is this like... Whoever answers first gets it. This is first come, first serve. Okay, okay ready? Go. What is the most venomous snake species in North America? Most venomous? Most venomous. Be a rattlesnake. The Western Diamondback. Eastern Diamondback. Oh. They, they're the biggest, too, right? The Eastern Diamondback is the most venomous. The juveniles are actually considered the most dangerous because they are unable to control the amount of venom they inject when they do inject. It's probably it's like more potent, too. Hor- exactly. hor- teenage boys' hormones. They can't control them. That's <laughs> there it. There you go. So, That's Jimbo. Okay. Uh. <laughs> In the same vein here, uh, oh. what snake species accounts for the most venomous snake bites in North America? It's not the most venomous snake, but which... Mo- which venomous snake has the accounts for the most venomous snake bites in North America? I'm going to go for Copperhead. I'm actually going to go with the uh, Western Diamondback. No. Actually, the most fatal snake bites are attributed to both the Eastern and Western Diamondback. However, Copperheads account for more for more cases of venomous snake bites more than any other North American species. Their venom is the least toxic, so their bite isn't um, as fatal. All right, so I killed I, one with a tennis shoe. All I right? care about is who won that one. <laughs> you have that one. That okay. was me. Okay, one for me, zero for Jimmy. Are you ready? Yep. All 50 states have a state bird. 
Bird. Okay. Uh, How many U.S. states have an official state reptile? Oh, my gosh. Uh, maybe three. Travo? Uh, I'm going to say five. 26. 26? 26. What states? Florida has an alligator. Maryland has a terrapin. Texas has the horned lizard. Even Kansas has an ornate box turtle. There are 26 states that have designated state reptiles. And most of these, no joke, are from kids in schools who petition the legislature to adopt <laughs> a state reptile. Yes, right, absolutely. So we're swamp stalking on today's show. Mrs. Bunny is quizzing us over reptiles? Yes. Alright. Okay, are you ready? Go on. So no one got that one. No. But we, I, wait, we, who, who, who's still ahead though? You are. Okay. Okay. Just wanted to find <laughs> Scoreboard. out. Scoreboard. Okay. Right. Which reptile was used as a symbol on the United States flag predating the Stars and Stripes flag we fly now? Oh. This flag, wait, this flag was designed in 1775 and it depicted this reptile with the words, don't tread on me. Trav, you're ahead. We're giving Jimbo a chance. Never mind. Which reptile was on this flag? Rattlesnake. No, uh-huh. Specific. I know this one. Specific no. kind of rattlesnake. Timber rattler. That's right. <laughs> Okay. I was going to guess it. Oh, no, you weren't. I'm a smart uh, person. The the timber rattlesnake, Christopher Gadsden, developed this design and versions of the Gadsden flag were used by the Continental Navy, the first Commodore, the early Marines, Minutemen, and regular units in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. It's like the timber rattlesnake is kind of an American icon, if you will. Was Was there a state? Huh? Was there a state? That it went with? Yeah. Uh, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, and Massachusetts all used this don't tread on me flag. She, you don't know it, but Vermont was, was in there too. Yes. Just reading. You, <laughs> she said that. You're okay. not listening. I am listening. Are you You're, ready? This is the last one. Can you stop your bickering? This is the last one. <laughs> okay, hold we're on. The Bickersons. For people just tuning in, we're swamp stalking. We're, we're pursuing all animals that you can hunt. I'm scared. Uh, creatures in the swamp, and we're having a little quiz. Who's ahead, though? Uh, Trevor. By how many points? Well, this would be technically two. Jimbo had rattlesnake. He just didn't have the timber rattlesnake in part. That's this, so. wrong. Okay, well, let's just. We're That's moving. like saying, yeah, I'm married and her name is Vanessa. No, you're Mrs. Bunny. <laughs> See? Got the name wrong. Her name's Vanessa? <laughs> I know, it's like, <laughs> you got one part of the equation right. Yes, <laughs> never mind. All right, go Are on. you ready? Okay, yeah. last one. This toad is the largest toad in the United States. I know that one. Horny toad. It sports white warts near its mouth and white glands on its legs that produce toxic secretions enough to kill a full-grown dog. The it was horn, my old girlfriend. The horned toad. The wrong answer. What? <laughs> what is it? Jimbo, do you have a guess for me? Uh, a Geico. The Colorado River Toad. Oh, oh, oh no. Also, the dreaded. Also known as the Sonoran Desert Toad. Actually, raccoons eat these, and what they do is when they pull them out, they yank them out by their feet and flip them over onto their stomachs. That way they can avoid the toxic glands, and they eat them from the stomach instead of from the back. That way they can avoid the toxic. That's hey, how, breakfast of champions. That's how Jimbo eats feral hogs. That's it. Yep. Those are found in northern Mexico and southwestern United States, so watch out. This was a BS quiz. <laughs> I think it was made. I bet. You know, oh, I actually won. So Frank is tallying this up. Hey, I won. <laughs> Give me your Dr. Pepper, Mrs. Bunny. You got it. Now, you're actually going to stick around for another part later on the show, right? Yeah, let's cook some snakes and some alligators later. Some snakes and alligators. Ooh. That's going to be. Now, you've eaten quite a bit of snake in your life. I've eaten a lot of snake in my life. A lot of alligator, too. One timber rattler. Yes. <laughs> 
Bibby on the lip. Yep. It treaded all over him. He did not want to be caught. <laughs> all right, so we are Swamp Stocking on today's show. Big shout out, though, to Outdoor Channel, outdoorchannel.com forward slash revolution, Nissan, NissanUSA.com, Remington, Remington.com, High Mount Seasonings, HIMTNJerky.com, Cabela's, World's Foremost Outfitter at Cabela's.com, Extreme Beam, ExtremeBeam.com, Lucky Book, Lucky-Buck.com. All right, so don't go anywhere. Coming up after the break, we're going to have the world record gator holder, Miss Mandy Stokes. What her gator came in at uh, 15 foot 9? 15 9. That's a big one. Just a touch over 1,000 pounds. She uh, shot it with a 20 gauge shotgun. She's going to tell her story right after break. Here is a we word just from told Mark. story. It, it's better when she tells it, though. Oh, she's pretty cool. All right, so Mrs. Bunny, you are sticking around, though. See you later. All right, we'll return right after this. largest swamp in North America, the Okefenokee Swamp covers roughly 700 square miles and is located in the southeastern corner of Georgia. The Okefenokee Swamp is home to more than 400 species of vertebrates, 200 varieties of birds, and more than 60 kinds of reptiles. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Learn. Out here... On the edge of serenity, I will push further, building courage, testing my boundaries, empowering change, giving me the wisdom to become limitless. Series premiere coming soon, Thursday, July 2nd, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. If you're like us, you love the outdoors. It's that special place where you can forget the day-to-day and just unwind. It's your sanctuary, your heaven on earth. We're in the same boat, which is why we built just the vehicle to take you there, the 2015 Nissan Titan. It's our biggest, baddest, most capable pickup truck that sports a beefy 317 horsepower from a massive V8 engine, complete with a one-ton payload and up to a hardcore 9,500 pounds of towing capability giving you more than enough power to get your boat out of the driveway and into the lake. See you out on the water. Nissan. Innovation that excites. Available features. See Nissan Towing Guide and Owner's Manual for proper use. Cargo and load capacity limited by weight and distribution. Always secure all cargo. This summer, explosions, car chases, people crashing through windows, aliens, heroes landing on one knee slightly cocking their heads. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Just like a summer blockbuster with lots of fancy special effects, brief nudity, and... No plot. Now, here are the boys. Hey, we're back. You're listening to The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And before the break, we heard from old Miss Bunny talking about just all kinds of neat stuff. We are swamp stocking. That's it. On today's show! Swamp stocking. <laughs> I like going to the swamp. It's balmy. <laughs> all right, so swamp stocking. Miss Bunny, uh, she always has some pretty interesting things. Yeah, uh, little tidbits here and there, right? I like that I won the quiz. That's the most, I think that was the, that, the you highlight. You bring that up again, didn't you? Yes, I did. All right, so we are just now being joined by Miss Mandy Stokes. She is the new... I'm stoked. World record holder, I guess you would say. Yeah. Of, uh, of the American alligator. This baby came in at 15 foot 9 inches long and just a touch over 1,000 pounds. You know what, what's amazing? I think this is the most incredible part about the whole thing. When they opened it up, it had not only a baby deer, a calf, 
Uh, a 56 Buicks. And a squirrel. That is awesome. <laughs> it, all inside of it. Absolutely. And the most fascinating part to me is the squirrels. I'm, I, immediately, I responded with, how does an alligator catch a squirrel? Very I quickly. That, that big move that fast, you know? I, 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 what I feel like is he was laying on the side and the squirrel just kind of got a little too close. <laughs> yeah. Now, now let's set this up. Now, now last year, what, like in August? Right. You were out uh, in Alabama somewhere. Matter of fact, they gave the name of the river. What river were you on? We were in the Alabama River in oh. West. It's, we were just in central Alabama. So set us up. What was it like? Did you know that there was a gator this big in that area? No. After we killed the alligator, there were experts that had been studying alligators for years that said that an animal this size did not exist. So no, we had no idea. You know, we it, before we went hunting, everybody knew we had the tags and told us that there's a big gator here, there's a big gator there. And when, when you know, when here, when you think of a big gator, 10 to 12 foot long is a is a nice alligator. That's a horse, yeah. I agree, I agree. And so, no, and you know, it's a f- so fascinating the fact that we didn't even know how big he was until long after we got him out of the water. Really? Yeah. Right. Now, now, when you were out there, how long from the start to finish, you said, hey, uh, husband, let's go gator hunting. And so the first time you went out, did you get it or was it after several tries? Oh, well, no, uh, it's a situation where you go out two weekends. It's, it's, it's a designated time to hunt. You hunt Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Uh-huh. And this was the opening weekend. You only had two weekends to, to fill your tag. Oh, wow. We went out that Thursday night, but we all had to work the next day, so we really didn't stay out very late. Yeah. So then Friday night is when we went out to and actually harvested alligator. And we hooked him about a quarter till 11 that night, and we actually harvested him about a quarter till 5 the next Holy. morning. So it was about a five hour from start to finish. All right. So you fought this guy for five hours. Now, how did you hook him? Well, we just had some treble hooks on the end of just fishing rods. Matter of fact, the, the first one that we threw over him to just try to get it in him to, so we could keep a, a location on him under the water. Yeah. Um, it was just a little lightweight bass fishing rod. <laughs> really? I mean, it, I mean, it really stood didn't stand a chance against him but we just needed to to cast it over him and get it in him and so we did and then we put some deeper deep sea fishing rods in him you know some that was a little more sturdy did he did he kind of dive down and stay on the bottom as long as he could absolutely he stayed down two different times the first time was about 45 minutes the next time was about an hour and a half all right so when did you guys actually try to get a shot in him uh, when he came up the second time, the third time, when did well, you guys actually engage with him? No, that was about four hours in. <laughs> four uh, hours? Really? Yeah. yeah uh, we we waited and waited in different things, you know. And, and long story short, he ended up going across the slough into some lily pads. Uh-huh. And we were trying to get him to back out of the lily. And, you know, he never exposed his body at all. Really? It's like when he... He the second time he come up for air, he didn't come up until after he had gotten into those lily pads. Yeah, we never saw his eyes at that point. We just had the hooks in him and knew he was under there. Yeah, and so anyway, he was after a while of just trying to encourage him. We put a few more hooks into him, and he finally started backing out. Yeah, and. I fired at him once his head came out, but his head was too far under the water and the bullets just ricocheted. Yeah. And at that point, he snatched the boat across the slough until we hit a cypress stump that was standing up. Oh, he drug you. Absolutely. He towed that boat without any problem. (laughs) Oh, big old boy. Yeah, run silent, run deep. And so at that point... I really think he exerted so much energy at that point. He was pretty much exhausted after having to hold his breath a couple different times, you know. <laughs> and so um, my brother-in-law was able to get another hook in uh, in the 
front part of his head and lifted up. And at that point, his head actually broke the water when I fired that second time. And he immediately rolled over. He, I mean, it, it was a deathly shot. What were you shooting? Um, a 20-gauge shotgun. Oh, really? Oh, really? Of course, how long was the shot? But. Ten feet? Oh no 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 no! It was probably like, about two inches above his head. Oh, yeah, you were like right on this guy. Yeah, huh? he, he 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 didn't know. <laughs> That's the best way when they're that big. Really, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Yeah. I'm, I'm now, all about the, the 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 kill being immediate. Yeah. Now, were you in a in a in a, a large much larger boat, or were you in like a John boat? We were in a 17 foot aluminum boat. <laughs> so he was, he was almost as big boat. as the boat. Holy crap! Right. Originally, the boat we were we borrowed the boat, so we didn't even own a boat. <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah, he was and thinking. We thought it was a 16 foot boat, but it ended up being 17. And and, and one more thing, uh, what did you do with the meat? It's actually most of it's still in the freezer uh, at the house. <laughs> There's plenty of it. Something we need to do something with it for sure. But um, feed the whole state of Alabama twice. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All you right, Miss Manny Stokes. Uh, is there any way we can find you online? I mean, shoot, if people just Google you, a bunch of stuff's going to come up, right? Absolutely. There's stories everywhere, and I do have a Facebook page. Oh, do um, you? I do. The World Record Stokes Skater. Um, and by all means, everybody go and like that page, and I try to update anytime there's an event on that. Yeah. Um, I don't have a, a use for a website just yet, but maybe if he gets big enough, we can get us one going. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Mandy Stokes, and she is the new world record holder for the American Alligator. Yeah, 15 foot 9 inches long and just a touch over a smidge. A thousand pounds. Congratulations I'd to Mandy. i touched in the head to shoot. Uh, this is absolutely amazing. Alright, so there is more Swamp Stalking coming up. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be joined by Mr. Nick Mudd of Mike Waddell's Bone Collector. Also, Real Tree Road Trips. That is Next, here is a word from Mark. Big shout out though to Outdoor Channel, also Remington Cabela's. How about Nissan? Gotta get to a break. Swamp stocking. There's gonna be plenty more of it. Uh, Miss Mandy, thank you so much for coming on and congratulations. Thank you. If Shark Week has made you fearful of jumping into the ocean, you might want to consider the dangers of tromping through the American wetlands. Over the past decade, in America, more people have perished at the mouths of alligators than those of sharks. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Survive. Enter a world where fantasy becomes real. Where gun lovers can buy, sell, and play. Where you can blow anything up. Guntucky, the most explosive place in America. Don't miss the season premiere, Wednesday, July 1st at 7.30 p.m. Eastern, exclusively on Outdoor Channel. For LED flashlights with brighter, tighter beams that see farther and run longer, you want Extreme Beam, the passion to outperform. Go to www.extrebeam.com. Increase the amount of camera pictures you get this fall by using Lucky Buck Mineral. Dump a bucket of Lucky Buck in front of your trail cameras, and you'll be amazed at how quickly the deer will find it. The sweet apple smell combined with the minerals deer need will bring them in close. Lucky Buck Mineral. Grow bigger bucks or get your money back. Best place to hunt giant mule deer is Colorado. So plan your dream hunt by purchasing Colorado's Biggest Bucks and Bulls today at www.coloradosbiggestbucksandbulls.com. If you're thinking about buying a new gun, remember to pick up Remington Gun Care Supplies. 
Protect your investment with the same products the country's top armorers have trusted for over 100 years. After all, when you need it, is the worst time to realize your gun doesn't work. Travis's beard holds secrets no one can understand. And some venison jerky, too. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav, presented by Outdoor Channel. Now, here are the boys. Hey, we're back. This is Revolution with Jim and Trav, and before the break, we heard from old Mandy Stokes. Yeah! Who took a gigantic alligator the size of a Mini Cooper. 15 foot 9 inches. Just to touch over a thousand pounds? Yeah, she did. Yeah. She made seat covers. We're swamp stocking on today's show. Our next guest, as you always say, he is a, he's the hairy heartthrob. Michael Waddell's bone collector, real tree road trips. He is Jim's man crush Monday every single week. I think I'm in love. We're talking about. Uh, Nick I wonder Munt. how many ingrown hairs he has. This man is so sexy. Alrighty, I gotta check out Michael Waddell's bone collector. New season's gonna begin July 5th, 10:30 p.m. Eastern time uh, on Outdoor Channel. Plus, real tree road trips. Don't miss that. That's July 2nd, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern time, which on is Thursday. Yeah. Great show. Love this sexy man, Nick. Uh, how's it going, buddy? <laughs> I don't know about all that. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty excited. It's going well, though. It's going well. Yeah. Well, you know, we're talking about uh, hunting in the swamp, and of course, uh, we're uh, we're uh, you guys are at down there in the southeast. There's swamps everywhere. Uh, what have you caught in a swamp, Nick? You know, I I uh, I shot some alligators before uh, a couple of years ago. I went to Florida with some good friends of mine, and and uh, these guys have a bunch of, of permits that they get. They uh, have a tannery and meat processing, so we went to this farm and. Uh, we shot a bunch of gators one night. My biggest one was a 12-footer. Oh, and, really? Uh, yeah, I shot them all. I shot four with my bow. And, man, you talk about a rush. That is, that's pretty cool when a, you know something the size of your boat comes up and it's got <laughs> teeth and, and claws and it's ready to kill. It's pretty cool. Now, do you go out there like you're bow fishing regularly for carp or whatever and you shoot them like that? Or how do you do that, man? Yeah, what we do is we get the little John boat with a little trolling motor on it and you, you've got a spotlight and so you see their eyes and then you just, you know, they've got a rheostat on that spotlight that they can turn it down real dim. So when oh, yeah. we find them, we turn the light down real dim and just motor up to them. And then they start calling like a baby gator. Uh-huh. Like a, meow, meow. I mean, that's almost perfect, too. Meow. <laughs> Those gator calling championships. But anyway. Hey, look behind you. There's three there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then, then they start coming towards the boat. And, you know, most of the ones that I shot were actually coming at the boat. And, and you know, just the top of their, kind of their head back to the very back of their head sticking out of the water and the rest of their bodies it kind of angles down so you kind of shoot them right behind the eye there's that real meaty part where their smile kind of comes up and uh all of the ones i got I, I shot probably less than you know less than 10 yards for sure and the biggest one i, I shot him about four feet from the boat he was coming right at the boat and man you talk about a fight when you get a six seven hundred pound animal at the end of the line it's it's pretty cool. I like that. We go out late at night. We use ourselves as bait. We're in a tiny <laughs> boat, and you yeah. shoot them right at the point of the smile. <laughs> yeah. I tied a hot dog necklace around my neck. <laughs> now, before we go on with this, we want to mention Real Tree Road Trips. Got to check out all new episodes beginning Thursday, uh, July 2nd, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. That's going to be Sunday, uh, July 5th, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time, once again, Outdoor Channel. Now, real quick, man. Uh, before we go on, where can we find you online? Well, my uh, Twitter account is at Nick's Big Game. Uh, you can find my uh, Nick Munt page at Facebook. And you can also go to Instagram and follow me at Nick's Big Game as well. Yeah. Now, when you're out there in the spring of the year and you're turkey hunting, 
I imagine you run into all kinds of critters, don't you? Yeah, yeah, we do. And this year was kind of odd when I was turkey hunting in South Dakota. The bull snakes were just moving like crazy. I, they were breeding. Oh, really? And uh, I was sitting by a big stump one day, and this bull snake came up. I actually have posted the video on my Facebook page. And uh, this this bull snake came up, and he wouldn't leave me alone. It was just it was hissing at me and coming at me. And I finally had to pack my stuff and get out of there. Yeah, obviously, they're not poisonous. They're just, I guess it must have had a nest already built in that old log that I was set up next to. And it just harassed me and harassed me until I left. It was pretty wild. <laughs> yeah, actually, when he says he was sitting next to an old stump, it was a gal that he met in a bar the night before. <laughs> <laughs> she was a little tired. <laughs> All right, so going back to the, the gator hunting, uh, did you guys eat them? Did you ever have any? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The gator tail is fantastic. You know, it kind of resembled pork to me, but it was real good. Now, what did you do? Did you, like, have anything made with the skins? Because, I mean, I, I don't know or how... it was just a fun hunt. Yeah, just a fun hunt. I don't know how big of a gator you'd have to actually harvest or kill uh, to make something out of it. I would think you'd have to have well, a pretty big one. You know, the, the, the medium size and smaller gators have the nicest hides. Their belly hide is what they use, of course. Oh, really? And they have the best hides for tanning and stuff, but... I took my big one, my 12-footer, and I had it mounted. I got a half mount, so its front legs are there. Oh, really? And it's mounted right over the top of my toilet. It's got a little (laughs) bit of a left turn. And when you get out of the shower, it's right there about to bite you. It's it's in the perfect spot. spot. Oh, my gosh. Now, what can we expect from the new episodes of our Realtree Road Trips and uh, Mike Waddell's Bone Collector, buddy? You know, both of them are action-packed, obviously, uh, as you may know. T-Bone and Michael and I, we, we, we all three host both shows and, um, we've got, uh, a whole bunch of new bone collector stuff coming. And then, uh, as far as road trips too, you know, I've got a moose hunt on there. Um, we've got some turkey hunting, um, uh, hunting South Dakota, Nebraska. That's real action packed. Um, there's just a lot of really good shows coming and, uh, you know, 13 new episodes for road trips and we've got about another 12, uh, coming on, on bone collectors. So we've got a whole bunch of new, Outdoor TV comes for third and fourth quarter, which starts basically the first of July. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Nick Munn. Of course, he has a lot of great shows coming up the first part of July on Outdoor Channel. Yeah, now, Nick, one more time, buddy. Got to get to a break. Where can we find you online? We're going to find me at, at Nick Big Game on Twitter. Uh, my Nick Munn page, go there and like it on Facebook. Uh, we've got a lot of cool stuff, pictures on there. And then on Instagram, it's Nick Big Game as well. So follow along. All right, there you have it. Once again, uh, check out Real Tree Road Trips, July 2nd, 9 p.m. Eastern Time on Outdoor Channel, plus Michael Waddell's Bone Collector. That's July 5th, Sundays, 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Once again, Outdoor Channel, thank you for that. All right, so a uh, big shout-out to Outdoor Channel. Also, uh, High Mount Seasonings, Cabela's, Nissan, great folks. Here is a word from Mark coming up next. Hey, we got Sean Townsend of Townsend & Sons, Everglade Outfitters. We're going from gigging we're going frog gigging nick man dude we appreciate everything you do for the quality entertainment and for being such a great advocate for the outdoors man thanks a bunch well i appreciate you guys and and, uh, thanks for what you guys do too we're all in here together so i really appreciate it The American Bullfrog. This carnivore's average lifespan is seven to nine years. When fully mature, it can reach up to eight inches in length and weighs up to 1.5 pounds. And did you know that a female bullfrog can lay as many as 20,000 eggs, which float in a clump on the surface of the water? JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Explore. 
Looking for the ultimate cooking machine for your backyard or patio? Look no further than Camp Chef's new pellet grill and smoker. With user-friendly features like an auto ignition, digital readouts, and internal meat temperature sensors, it's easy to smoke the tastiest salmon, ribs, brisket, and turkey you'll ever eat. And an innovative system makes cleanup a snap. Everyone will want the food you're cooking on your Camp Chef pellet grill and smoker. The quality smoker that's second to none. Find out more at CampChef.com. Camp Chef, the way to cook outdoors. Located in the heart of Maui's premier resort, Kanapali Beach Hotel is officially recognized as Hawaii's most Hawaiian hotel and the number one best value in Hawaii. With a range of accommodations and affordable dining options, this is the ideal setting to turn Hawaiian dreams into lifelong memories. Live Hawaiian entertainment every evening, free year-round children's programs, weekly arts and crafts fairs, welcome breakfast, and departure kukui lei ceremonies add to the value. Swim in the whale-shaped pool, indulge in the fabulous spa and hotel salon. Enjoy Hawaiian hospitality at its best at the Ka'anapali Beach Hotel. Call 800-262-8450 or go to kbhmaui.com. That's kbhmaui.com. Aloha. Strap yourself in. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Nissan. This week, it's all about swamp stalking. Hey, we're back. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. And before the break, we'll hear from old Nick Munt. And, of course, he has a lot of great shows coming up. Uh, the first part of July. Viper. 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 Well, he's a snake wrangler. Viper daddy. All right, so uh, Sean Townsend. Townsend and Sons Everglades Outfitters just out. Join us. He is. We're going to go frog gigging. We are. Down there. Uh, I play bass in a frog gig. Um, Florida. Frog gigging. Uh, Sean, how's it going, man? It's doing excellent today. Good. Yeah. Now, you guys, I mean, you're the people to go with if we want to go frog gigging in Florida, correct? Yes, sir. We are. Uh, we do a lot of frog gigging in southwest Florida. Yeah. Now, where exactly are you located? Are you in that alligator alley where they use alligators as speed bumps? Yes, sir. We do a lot of frog gigging off of Alligator Alley and um, a lot in Lake Okeechobee and then some on some private cattle ranches when it's flooded. Now, okay, what can we expect when we go out? We're going to go frog gigging, okay? Let's say me and a couple buddies. What does a typical outing consist of? What are we doing? What do we look for? How do we go about this? Take us through the whole the whole process, man. Well, uh, we're getting geared up with the gigs and some uh, some frog bags. Ice the drink down and uh, wait for nightfall. We'll load up on the airboats and slide around in the grass. Spend a couple hours just hunting, finding the right type of grass and where the frogs are the thickest. And then we'll do a bunch of circles and donuts and playing around a little bit, just knocking the grass down mm-hmm. so that the frogs have something to get on. Yeah. They get on the grass. They'll bring their whole body out of the water where you can see them a lot better. Get on down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now before we go on with this, Sean, to find you guys online to look at some of your packages before we get farther into frog gigging, where can we find you online, man? Uh, you can look us up on the internet at flgatorhunts.com. Okay. Now, when you talk about frog gigging, they're, those are little spears, right? Yes, sir. They're, um, they're actually got four points, four, uh, prongs. Four prongs, actually. On a fiberglass pole, and it pulls about twelve to fifteen foot long. Oh, so you yeah. guys aren't doing Spear an old chucker. school where you're going out there and like jumping in trying to grab them? No, we're sliding around on an airboat in the grass, and then slowing down a little bit and trying to line the spear up with the frog as you pass by it. Holy crap! <laughs> so you're actually letting the airboat. You're actually letting the airboat do all of the work. You're just trying to hold it 
in a certain spot and just let it tip down right at the precise moment that it's going to actually stick him. All right, so it's nighttime. We're in an airboat, and we have a glorified pitchfork. This sounds awesome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Plus some drinks on ice. <laughs> All right, so what? how many frogs can we expect to find come across possibly harvest? I mean, like on average, when you're out frog gigging, on man. An average, yeah. On average, I probably ended up with um, 20 to 30 pounds in a night. Oh. Um, I have to decide 70 and 80. Okay, now you talk about just the hind legs, 20 to 30 pounds? No. Just the hind legs. Yes. No. Just the, are you serious? Absolutely. Dude, yeah. that is insane. Okay, now, now you, do you have a special way that you clean these guys? I mean, you, you don't just rim them around the, 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 the butt, if you will, and then just pull their pants down, do you? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> make a crease on their back and uh, grab it with a pair of pliers and just pull. Man. Okay, now we, we've been out all night, and we've had uh, we've had a few Pepsis to drink uh, throughout the night. Now, do you guys actually uh, clean these things for your guests and cook them too? Yes, sir. We've got lodging, and um, so most of the time the clients are staying the night. So we get up early in the morning or uh, and eat them for lunch. Holy. Take them that morning, let the clients experience a little bit, take some more pictures. And then we'll try to fry them up for them for lunch before they leave, or if they're ready to stay another night and do something else on the list, and uh, we'll start getting geared up for that. All right, so what's the best way to prepare these frog legs? Let's say we have uh, 25 pounds of frog legs, man. How would you go about making them? Deep fried. Floured, battered, and deep fried. Move over fish and chips. You know That's what I'm it. saying? <laughs> That'd be frog and chips. Now, aside from <laughs> frogs, I mean, you know, we're talking about frog gigging. Uh, once again, talking with uh, Sean Townsend of Townsend and Sons Everglades Outfitters uh, down there in Florida. Uh, you guys offer alligator hunts. You offer hog hunts. I mean, we can book a trip with you, and we can do multiple things, just not one, right? Absolutely, and we can uh, book different packages where you can just take as many days as you'd like and as many people, you know. Holy cow, and now you have the whole facility, so we get to stay with you, lodging, meals, all that stuff. Is that going to be included in your prices? Yes. Wow. All right, so what does it cost? Let's say if we want to book a a frog gigging trip, man. We want to do a two-dayer. We want to do a two-day because I'm I'm wanting some frog legs, man. Um, What's this going to set me back? Uh, that'll set you back about 600 bucks. That's it? That's, really? That's not bad at all. Yeah. Now, is it true if you try to pan fry those things, they'll jump out? No. Maybe <laughs> if you leave them alive, but not the way we do it. Yeah. Well, they say you can actually throw a, put a frog in a uh, a pot of water at lukewarm, and you can add, he'll he'll stay in there as long as he can till he croaks. If you're I've never tried it. Yeah. Maybe we'll try it when you guys come down the road with it. Seems a little inhumane, yeah. but okay. Jimbo's obviously into torturing frogs, <laughs> yeah. Sean. All right, so we're actually coming up on an ad break, buddy, to find out more about Townsend & Sons Everglades Outfitters, man. Sounds like an epic time that we could have down there. Once again, uh, not only can we hunt for frogs, we can also do alligators, hogs, a little bit of everything. Where can we find you online, man? That's flgatorhunts.com. Now, do you have trips available for uh, this summer, yes. or are you fully booked? No, we've still got uh, dates available on the calendar, and uh, it's 24-7 year-round, oh. um, anytime, any place. So yep. as long as we still got the state of Florida has some water, <laughs> we're ready to go. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, we got to leave it right there. We've been talking with Sean Townsend. Of course, he is of uh, Townsend and Sons Everglade Outfitters. Everglades. You said it wrong. What did time. I say again? Everglade. Everglades? It's Everglades.
Everglades. Everglades. Yep. All right, so anyways, uh, got to get to a break. Big shout out. Miss Money, she's coming up next. She is coming up next, and she's uh, got some really neat things to talk about. How about a hey to an outdoor channel? Also, Nissan. hey And uh, Extreme Beam. hey Uh Anyways, here's Mark. Mr. Sean, man, you're so cool. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Thanks for calling in. Thank you guys for having me. All right, Mrs. Bunny, coming up next. Did you know that you are nine times more likely to die from being struck by lightning than to die of a venomous snake bite? But if you do happen to tangle with a cottonmouth, you can expect severe bleeding, paralysis, delayed breathing, vomiting, blurred vision, convulsions, and quite possibly death. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Survive. The sheep, they're here. They're on this little mountain range, exactly like the legend said they would be. To me, it's really important to tell the rest of the world what hunters are really about. That's a responsibility of a hunter. If you're in an area and the the people need help, you help them. You're not there to kill something, really. You're there to to be part of a hunt, to be part of a pastime that's shared by, you know, a lot of different cultures around the world. Jim Shockey's Uncharted, season premiere, coming soon. Monday, June 29th at 10 p.m. Eastern, only on Outdoor Channel. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality, all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. No time to cook a full meal while hunting? Dine on High Mountain Seasonings Green Chili Casserole, Campfire Chili Macaroni, or Cajun Beans and Rice. Call 1-800-829-2285 today. Introducing the fastest, most effective way to clean your gun barrel. The new Remington Squeegee. To use it, simply scrub your bore with a wire brush and a few drops of Remington's All-In Cleaner to loosen any fouling. Then attach your Remington Squeegee to the end of a cleaning rod or cable. And with one pull through the bore, you're done. Fast, easy, and completely reusable. Say goodbye to your father's old gun cleaning patches. And hello to 21st century gun care technology. Look for it at your favorite sporting goods retailer. Welcome back to The Revolution with Jim and Trev. Brought to you by Nissan. Today, we're going swamp stalking. Here are the boys. Hey, we're back. Before the break, we're here from old Sean Townsend of Townsend and Sons Everglade Outfitters. <laughs> I was just sneezing. I've been in the swamp too long. <laughs> sorry about that, folks. We are swamp stalking on today's show. You can leave the sneeze in. Go, yes, yeah, going for <laughs> alligators, frogs, snakes, uh, all sorts of stuff. Mrs. Bunny, you are back. Woohoo! Yeah! This is funny. So what are you talking about? Oh, we're going to cook up some snakes and alligators, baby. All right. These uh, fine reptile recipes <laughs> with Mrs. Bunny, they're brought to you by Nissan. Mrs. Bunny, a.k.a. Swamp Thing, a.k.a. Turtle Girl, a.k.a. Gator Lady, a.k.a. Venom, is brought to you by Nissan. I have lots of aliases. <laughs> you do? I really do. <laughs> Frog legs. Reptile, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> All right, so give Reptile us, woman. Yeah. Do you, I, you know, sometimes she shits every week. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, she does. 
And I, sometimes I get this urge like, God, snake sounds so good right now. Oh, you yeah. ever have that? Yeah. No. Like yeah. when I just finished a big plate of alligator. Yeah. Oh, I think that. All right, so what's a good snake recipe? Okay, well, did you know that the real boom in snake cuisine came when the American West spread westward in the 19th century? For real. Uh, there was a snake cuisine boom. And cowboys and settlers and travelers took a real liking to the taste of rattlesnake meat. And so that is really where the cuisine started. So you can you can cook snake about anyway. A lot of people fry it. You know, that's kind mm-hmm. of uh, everybody's answer to yeah. everything. You know, fry it up. You can grill it. You can fry it. You can cook it up like chicken. Steam it. Whatever. Dip it in cocktail sauce. However, there's a lot of different ways to cook it. Um, you could do cowboy snake cakes, they call them. And you gut it. You um, skin it. And you boil it in a crab boil spice mixture. Ooh. Chop it up and mix it with egg and peppers and onions. And then fry them into patties. But if you really want to do something different, you kind of want to have extra snakiness on your plate. <laughs> this isn't nearly it's snaky like enough for me. Snake. No, no let, then let's do a stuffed diamond back, okay? Oh, so here we go. Who wouldn't like that? Yeah, you're going to slice the belly of the snake from the jaw to the tail with a shallow cut. You're going to gut the snake and throw away the entrails. Um, then you're going to run the snake under warm tap water to remove any of the extra blood. Get it nice and clean in there. Uh-huh. In a mixing bowl, you're going to make us mix up some cornbread cubes, some oil, some beef stock, some celery, and some onion. You're going to let it stand for 10 to 15 minutes, and then you're going to put salt and pepper to taste. You're going to roll the stuffing into like a long tube. Like imagine like you're rolling a pretzel, but you're going to roll it into a long tube or snake shape. And then (laughs) you like that? Yeah. And then you're going to stuff it. Then you're going to stuff it into the inside of the snake where you cut it down the center. So you're making a stuffed snake. Okay. So then you're going to close up the skin and sew it together with cooking twine in a zigzag pattern back and forth all the way down. So you're going to have a snake again. It's just not going to be like a six foot snake. Exactly. So then in a small mixing dish, you're going to mix up some Jack Daniels and molasses. You're going to set it aside. Then you place the snake in a casserole dish. Now, this is really going to depend on how big your snake is. Uh It's got to fit into the casserole dish without overlapping. Otherwise, it's not going to cook evenly. Um, Once you get it in there, uh, you need to take your cooking brush and brush the snake with the Jack Daniels glaze and then pour the extra glaze down around the snake in the casserole dish. Then you're going to stick it in the oven at 275 for an hour and a half or until it's tender. Then you remove it from the casserole dish. Um, you, you remove, remove it from the oven and then you can prop open the snake's mouth with a cherry tomato for appearance. <laughs> it's like a hog. You know, if we're going Why? for appearance here, then it's like a hog. You know? I prefer <laughs> my snake medium rare. <laughs> you know, leave a little slither in it. I, I think where you made the big mistake is at the very beginning when you took that, that uh, Jack Daniels. Yeah. And you put it in there. You should have just drank it. Yeah. Forgot is that, about it. Is that kind of reminiscent of Adam and Eve, though? I said cherry oh, tomato. I, I thought... Oh, I didn't say put it, put an apple in it. No, I should put a cherry tomato It's still red. Do we have any other it's, recipe? All right, what's yes. another recipe? Alligator. Rec- We're going to do stewed alligator and Creole sauce. I'm trying to give you an alternative to just deep frying something. Well, Thank you. you got to have a variety. Yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo is starting down this new healthy road. That's yes. It. Yep. So how about some alligator and Creole sauce, Jimbo? Okay. Oh, I'd love it. So we're going to take some hot oil, saute onions, celery, and peppers for a minute, and then you're going to add in some garlic and saute that for a minute longer. After that, you're going to stir in some tomato, basil, oregano, and time and then season it with salt cayenne and black pepper Mm. that's spaghetti sauce Kind of. Then you add Worcestershire sauce and some chicken stock, and you're going to bring the liquid to a boil. After that, you're going to add green onions and a pound of alligator chopped into chunks, and you're going to cover it. And you're going to simmer the mixture for about 15 minutes. You're going to remove the sauce from the heat and swirl in some butter, and then spoon the stew into a shallow bowl and garnish it with parsley and serve it with crusty bread, and you have stewed alligator and Creole sauce. That sounds fabulous. Wow. It really does. Yeah, we had to invite the, the bandy over. 
uh, she could bring the alligator. Yeah, she's got like 1,400 pounds of meat. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a, there's a restaurant in Denver called Papado's, and uh, you can go in there, and for an appetizer, you can get a whole basket of this deep-fried uh, alligator. It is really good. And the dipping sauce they have, a little jalapeno in it. Knock your sock. How's their snake loaf? <laughs> I love I'll it. have to try that next. You want to have meatloaf American style rattlesnake. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Mrs. Buddy, these uh, recipes sound fabulous. I'm Thanks sure. Uh, are you going to be posting anything on the web about it? Absolutely. You're having it tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Yippee. All right, so big shout out to Outdoor Channel. Also, Remington High Mountain Seasonings, obviously. Yeah. going to do a lot of they, that. They've got uh, a snake rub that'll just knock your socks Cook the crap out of it with Camp Chef products. <laughs> All right, so we got to get to a break. Here is the word from Mark. Clothes is coming up next. Are you going to stick around for that? Yeah, probably. You're going to be busy in the, sh- the kitchen. We'll see. All right, here's Mark. Don't go anywhere, Mrs. Bunny. Thank you so much. You bet. prehistoric-looking alligator snapping turtle is the largest freshwater turtle in North America and among the largest in the world. They can live to be 100 years old, and the males average 26 inches in length, around 175 pounds, and they've been documented to bite right through a human arm or leg with ease. JimandTrav.com. Go there. Listen. Survive. Buy or bust with Jim and Trav on the Revolution. It's time for buy or bust. It is buy or bust. And uh, what are we buying? The wind. The wind always busts us hunters and huntresses. It's true. Yeah. You know, it's really interesting you say that because when I was up in Canada bear hunting, uh, the wind swirled so doggone much and you couldn't really kind of tell at times if there was even wind there, but there had to be. There's a song, I Left My Heart in Canada. (laughs) I think you sang it, right? For those people that did. need to. For those people. People that didn't know, Jimbo, but you went to the doctor. You actually didn't really hurt your knee. No, I just kind of, you just kind of twisted it. sprained it. But according to the world, you blew it out. I blew it out. Okay. Yeah. All right, so let's get back to it the wind. everywhere. We're talking about this Firefly wind detection system. And like you were saying, you were sitting up there uh, in your tree stand in Canada, uh, and you felt like the wind was smacking you in the face and pushing you in the back of the head. Yeah, and almost the same instance. It had to be swirling or something. And, and if that's the case, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, you, you've got a, having one of these Firefly wind detecting systems, uh, it, it could help you when you're going to set your blind. Yeah, and this is the time when everybody is going out. They're kind of scouting, putting out trail cameras, uh, and you're finding good places to put your, your tree stands, your ground blinds, whatever, clear shooting lanes. Well, you need to be checking the wind every time you go out and do that because you do, if you don't know where the prevailing winds are at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you're screwed. Yeah, but now realize this, that it's now summer, and uh, the winds will be differently uh, now than they will be in the fall. But at the same time, you, you ought th- to be able to draw a parallel exactly uh, in that in that time frame to say, all right, if I'm going to be sitting here, I've checked it the last 20 times I've been out here, and it's been coming in this prevailing direction. Well, let's say if you're you're a bow hunter, uh-huh. you're going to be heading out in the end of August, beginning of September. Still hot. It's still hot. It's still summertime. Yeah. It's going to be different than the guys that are going out in December. So anyways, let's talk about this firefly wind detection, blah, blah, blah. It looks like a flashlight. It's about, what, four and a half inches tall? Yeah. You know, when I first 
looked at it, I thought it was a flashlight. We're going to do a flashlight again? No, maybe. maybe. Flashlights are pretty cool. I like flashlights. All right, so basically, it looks like a flashlight. It's like two and a half inches in diameter. I mean, it's a small little thing. has an LED screen on it. You just take the cap off. You press the button down. It reads. It's whisper quiet. It reads whatever there is for about three seconds. It tells you which direction the wind is blowing out of, how hard, barometric pressure. It tells you all that crap. And so maybe you think the wind is swirling. Maybe you think it's coming out due southeast, and it's really not. But this reads all that information. For 49 bucks. 49 bucks. You can't beat that. No. Buy like seven of them. Yeah, I would. I'd actually kind of be wasteful. You build a blind out of them. Give them to a lot of people. But no, it it is very important, okay? You you get out there, especially, let's say you spot a deer, all right? The wind is in your favor right now, but let's say you have to get down and you got to do a little spot and stock. You get over that ridge. Wind's going to be blowing in a different direction. Could be changing the whole picture for you. So, you, you constantly check the, the wind, all that good stuff. Maybe do some ninja moves, sneak up on that bad boy. Boom, he's dead. You win. And it's all because of this firefly, right? <laughs> That's how it works. You know it's true. It, you know, you just can't say, oh, I put on my uh, scent elimination products. I'm wearing good camo. I'm going to go out there and uh, kill me an animal. No, you really need to cover all the bases and you need to think about these things if you want to be successful. You want to capitalize on the time you want to spend in the woods. I think this is a great product. Go to, I think it's huntfirefly.com. You can buy it. Uh, they have a whole different uh, bunch of packages. They have more expensive ones. They have lesser ones. But this one for 49 bucks. They have one that comes with a weatherman. Al Roker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He's right cold. He's got barbecue and everything. Tie and all. <laughs> Pretty nice guy. All right. Go to huntfirefly.com. Check out the uh, the original Firefly. Yes, it is. Scott, it is a sophisticated uh, instrument designed using the latest in state-of-the-art technology to read the weather. A man can read. I like it. That was pretty <laughs> smooth. I'm not going to read the features because, you know what? It reads the wind. Yeah. How much more do you need to know? And for 49 bucks, stop guessing. Yeah, you know. You got a bug there? I thought I did. should carry your thermosel. <laughs> See, that's what happens when you don't carry the right products. Well, I picked right, up. So, I, I uh, thought I was picking up my thermosel when I actually picked up this firefly. Yeah, go, go check out <laughs> HuntFirefly.com. Pretty cool. The original Firefly is about $49. Some on change. You can't beat it at that yeah. price. You probably get it at uh, Cabela's. Yeah, probably. All right. So, uh, bye, bye. We say bye. We say bye. Great little product. We got to get to a break. We'll be back right after this. Tune in next time for another exciting episode of Buy or Bust with Jim and Trav on The Revolution. We're on the revolution with Jim and Trav. It was an interesting show, Trav. We've never covered swamp stalking or anything like that, reptiles. You know, if I had to pick going on an alligator hunt or a bear hunt, I'd go on an alligator hunt. Yeah, they both do the same thing if they catch you. And it's warmer. Yeah. All right, so a uh, big shout out, though. Anyways, big shout out to Amanda Stokes, also Nick Munt, and a Sean Townsend, plus Mrs. Bunny. Hey there. You're the best guest ever. Thank you. Uh, who do you want to say thank you to? Hey, we want to thank our 434 affiliate stations, our advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible, like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, our producer Mark Paneri, and Frank the Sound Guy. All right, so big shout out to God, also all of our listeners for listening. We will return next week. Don't go anywhere. Uh, your local news weather is coming up next. Peace out. We all love you. See you next week. See you next week. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.